Without further ado, I'm here with Shark Tamer and CNU football icon, Mr. Hunter Petrakis. Why don't you say what's up to everyone? What's up, everyone? I'm excited to be here, finally on the show. Oh, yeah, big podcast guy. A big podcast yeah, guy, you, for sure. Yeah, he was just telling me, because um, Hunter's been putting miles on the legs on the w, on the old uh, WNOD. He was telling me that he's been listening to a lot of podcasts. What would you say is your two favorite podcasts to listen to? Um, Joe Rogan, um, definitely classic. a classic. Um, I like Busting with the Boys. I don't know if anyone, have you heard of them, Mike? Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Will Compton and Taylor Lewan. Uh Compton played for the Redskins for a little bit. I don't know if you remember him. He was a linebacker. Wasn't, I mean, wasn't a stud, but he got some good PT. And then uh, Taylor Lewan, he's an offensive lineman from Michigan. He plays uh, for Tennessee now, and he's a stud. He's like a Pro Bowl guy. They talk um, about some good stuff on the show? Oh, yeah, like just guy talk, you know, football, locker room stuff. They, locker room talk, yeah. dude. That's, where, that's the best moments from, like, yeah. from like sports. It's just, oh, like, yeah. the locker room like, and the camaraderie you build, like, amongst oh, the teammates. Oh, yeah, for sure. So yeah. you said both of them played for the Redskins? No, no. Uh, Taylor Lewan, he plays for Tennessee. And then uh, Will Compton, he hasn't played. Uh, this is – he played for the Oakland Raiders last year um, for a little bit, but he's kind of, like, a free agent right now. Okay. He's uh, kind of an older guy, undrafted. Um, really funny guy though. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Dude, podcasts have definitely just gotten so much more popular in the last like three or four years. I feel like Joe Rogan is like a big attribute to that oh, in terms yeah. of like the youth listening to podcasts. Yeah, because yeah. he was definitely the first one that I listened to, and like the first that probably a lot of us listened to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of it. But um, yeah, dude, beautiful day outside too. I mean, awesome. God bless. We finally got some some good looking weather. I mean, oh, it's yeah. been rainy a little bit in Nova. It's been pretty cold. But now, I mean, I would say I haven't checked my the weather app today, but I would say it's like seventy five. Yeah, it's, it's warm. And we're killing this podcast outside. But, um, yeah, let's just jump right into the first topic, um, fishing talk. If you didn't know, Hunter is a huge fisherman. Real quick, we'll plug it at the end, but follow his Instagram, his uh, f- uh, shark fishing adventure Instagram. You want to tell him what it's at? Yeah, uh, HP underscore sharkin, S-H-A-R-K-I-N. Um, yeah, that's why I post all my shark yeah. fishing pics. And-, and he's got a beautiful camera. And so, like, the quality of the pictures and videos is just top yeah. tier. I yeah. mean, absolutely just top yeah. tier. Yeah, I'm excited for this summer, too, to yeah. start putting out some more content. It's going to be a big summer for you, man. Oh, yeah. A huge summer for you. But, yeah, first topic, fishing talk. First question, how slash when did you start fishing? I've kind of been fishing, like, my whole life. Uh, my dad's got me into hunting and fishing since I was, like, a little toddler, so... I've got pictures of me, you know, with bass and sharks from probably preschool and up. So I've been fishing for a long time, and that's all due to my dad. Um, but I started shark fishing six years ago, actually. Um, yeah, so I started in Ocean City. A young guide, um, his name's Ben. He was probably early 20s at the time. He, uh, he met me and my dad actually at a marina. and just like, hey, like, you guys have all the stuff to, like, come out and shark fish. Just come out with me and my family. Wow. So, so he took you under the wing. Yeah, he showed did. He, he showed me the ropes. He, awesome guy. So what a good guy. You still yeah. keep in touch with him? Yeah, we do. We do for sure. Um, I, I fished with him two summers ago. Um, him and his whole family, they're great people. Um, they have a place in Ocean City. So yeah, we link whenever he's. He was living in Japan because his wife's cool. um yeah his wife's um an Air Force pilot. Dude, that's awesome. and so she's that is yeah, sweet. Yeah, so he's. I mean, he sent us like videos of him catching some weird Japanese bass and like. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Some exotic fish over there, eh? Yeah, for sure. Some real exotic fish going on. So you said you started, well, you didn't say you started, you said six years ago was when you started shark fishing. Yeah. You caught your first shark in first grade? Yeah, I was young. Like, I have pictures. I'll probably post up on my Instagram pretty soon, but I have pictures of just, you know, little tiny sharks we, we catch in the surf. Yeah. Um, 
But I mean, I don't even remember that stuff, but it's pretty cool. I can like look back and see like yeah, kind of that's where it, it did start. That's big time. Yeah. And also, I mean, like you said, it's so cool that like we're still so young, 20 years old, and we have all of our like basically lives in video in, in um, photos. Yeah, you know it is I mean? pretty wild. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. But um, question number two, what is your proudest catch of your life? And when slash where was it, if you can remember? All right, so I'd say, I don't know if I have a proudest. Um, I'd probably say the most important fish I've caught um, was that first time fishing with Ben. It was six years ago or six summers ago. Um, yeah, we only had dropped two lines. Ben and his family had dropped a few lines. Him and his brothers. So these, he's a huge CrossFit guy, so he was jacked. His brother. Jack City. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, I think he owns, he partially owns like some CrossFit gym. And so he's, he's, he's huge. Yeah. Um, his brother um, went to the Naval Academy. So he was a pretty fit guy. And um, so I see that these giant dudes like running in the surf, wrestling this shark, bringing it up. They catch a couple of like five and six footers. Um, our lines hadn't gotten touched and it's like 11 o'clock, 1130. And then one of our big reels goes off oh, and no. I fight this thing for like 45 minutes I have no idea like how big it is because I never really caught a big shark before. Mm. And uh, then Ben runs in there, um, he grabs it, pulls it out, ends up being a nine footer. No way. Yeah. So it was a nine foot sand tiger, and I was just mind blown. Like we got some pictures and stuff. I still need to post up on my Instagram, but yeah, it was wild. Um, as kind of like my first big shark, and I was kind of instantly hooked from there on. Yeah. Um, Dude, that, that, that's just so sick. I like I've never gone shark fishing, but like you've invited me. We're gonna go this yeah, summer. Hopefully, yeah, we can for sure. we, we gotta plan out a good a good trip for it. But dude, like you said, I just think it's gonna be mind blowing when we when we reel in the first one. I'm gonna be like, because I've watched I've always watched Shark Week. Yeah, I've always yeah, watched yeah. like you know random videos on YouTube, getting like a rabbit hole of shark videos mm, one yeah. night. So like I don't know, it's gonna be quite an experience when we reel in that first one, and I'm like, okay, like this is what it looks like in person. <laughs> dude, I'm like, okay, let's take this picture. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, that's kind of what got me into guiding. Actually, is I love taking people to experience it for themselves. Cause I mean, I get the rush of doing it multiple times a summer, but some people who never caught a big fish or seen a big fish, it's it's a lot of excitement, and yeah, I dude. like sharing that with people. That's so. awesome. That's honestly a great. Yeah. Thing so like I'd probably say uh, my coolest catch this past summer was a monster stingray. I caught a uh, probably about a, a four foot wide or wider stingray. Um, it unfortunately snapped off right before I was able to grab it. Um, I fought it for two and a half hours. Like drag was locked down. I was afraid the rod was going to snap the entire time. Um, mm -hmm. But that's my goal is catch a giant stingray like five feet wide. That, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. So that is your bucket list fish? Um, my bucket list fish, I mean, or, is probably a 13-foot-plus tiger shark. Um, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but they catch them down in Florida a little bit, um, South Carolina, and tiger sharks are just a beautiful, beautiful fish. And So they catch them more in the south? Yeah, they catch them for like, sure. I've never caught one more actually. More sizable in the south at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've heard of people catching them in Ocean City. I've never caught one in uh, you know almost six years of doing it, but... Um, I've seen a ton of videos. I watch so much fishing shows and stuff like that. Um, What's the most common shark you can catch in Ocean City? I'd say probably sand tiger. Um, they're kind of, they have gnarly teeth. Um, you you open up their jaws and it's just the gnarliest looking teeth. Um, they're, they're pretty decent fighters. Compared to other sharks, they're not anything super strong. Um, I do enjoy catching them. I mean, people enjoy seeing them. They get pretty big. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think the biggest one I ever caught was a nine foot four um, monster sand tiger. That's the biggest one I've caught so far. Nice, man. 
Nice. Um, have you ever had any close encounters when, like, after you catch the shark, like, almost getting bit, like, trying to release the hook or anything? I mean, it's fairly safe. They're, I mean, I'm putting my hand, like, right next to the shark's mouth, so there is some danger. You just got to be smart, and I've been doing it for a long time, so I kind of feel like I know what I'm doing, and I'm not that nervous going into it. I'm more excited and kind of just jacked up. Yeah. But um, one close encounter I kind of had, I guess... Um, I dropped my pliers and I was just trying to wiggle out the hook using my hand. And um, yeah, my pliers got washed away with a wave and my oh, hand no. slipped and I accidentally cut my hand on the shark's mouth. But I mean, it was all fine. I didn't even feel it. You know, too much, too much adrenaline. Yeah, yeah too much adrenaline. Dude, I like that. I mean, that's just awesome, man. Honestly, like that's just. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's very safe. Like I trust like people, other people besides me, like holding the, the mouth open. Um, it, there's no danger. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I mean, knock on wood, like no one, nothing's gonna happen. But, but I mean, like your your experience with it, and you're like, you know, what I mean, like like you're controlled with it. Oh yeah, you're not yeah, reckless yeah. at all. Yeah, for sure. And I know, like smaller sharks, they move a lot quicker on land because out of water, they're a lot. They're still normal, I guess. You mm-hmm. know, a big shark, the gravity change out of water, it's a lot harder for them to move. So, um, yeah, I haven't really had too many close calls at all. So nice, man. Yeah. Nice. Cannot wait for us to get out there. And what better person to get out there with than yeah, than Hunter no. for Trackers, man? HP Sharkin. Where, yeah, where else would you like to go? out there. It's, exactly. it's a good time. Yeah. So. Um, and my last fishing question that I have for you is, um, how did you get the idea to start HP Shark Surf Adventures? Um, it's always. I mean, I've I've been doing it for a while, and I always take my friends out. They have a good time, and I've always watched like charter uh, fishing charters, and I wanted to like work on a boat, but I didn't really know a ton of people in the industry. And so I was like, why don't I just already like kind of do what I love to do and, you know, start my own business. And there was nobody guiding at the time in Delaware. So it was kind of like a big risk. It was like, where do I go to get licensed? Where do I go to get insurance? How do I set up a a waiver? So like a liability waiver. Um, And my dad helped me out a lot with that. Yeah. Um, Shout out Chris Petrakis. Shout shout out out your whole family. Oh yeah. Shout out my dad. Um, Shout shout out Nick. Shout out Taylor. Shout out your mom. Shout out everyone. Great family. Um, so yeah, that was pretty scary. I didn't have really any clients. I spent like easily over a thousand dollars in licenses, um, and insurance and gear. And I didn't have any, I didn't have any business going into the summer, but I ended up, I think having over 16 paid trips. Um, Ooh. yeah. So that was pretty nice. That is a lot. Yeah. It's only going to keep growing. Cause I mean, yeah, like- no, I've already had like more than five people from last summer like reach back out to me and I haven't even like reached start because all this corona stuff's going I haven't reached out to that many people and people are excited um to come back which I'm excited about do you so. get a lot of um new clients through recommendations from your previous clients yeah yeah I did get a couple um there's a website called fishing booker if you guys want to kind of check out like the prices and more about my business you can go to fishingbooker.com just type in fishing in Delaware and I should be one of the top people, actually. Let's go. Pop up, so Turn up. yeah. Turn up, yeah. Man. So yeah, that, that's that's just so awesome and like very entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial of you. Is that yeah. the word used? Correctly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like your dad. I mean, your dad. Just like my dad. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, he's. Uh, so. I remember. Yeah, your dad used to come in uh, at some of our marketing classes at Stonebridge, mm-hmm. and he would, um, you know, I mean, display his company and everything. I mean, yeah. Honestly, dad, I just love your family. Family is awesome. It. We go back. Appreciate it. Yeah. Our, our dad and uh, both of our dads almost spilled my coffee. Both of our dads go back like i remember some of our ayfo games oh, like, yeah. like they would just be chatting it up for yeah. a while and when yeah, i told 
And when I told my dad that you were coming on the podcast, he was like, oh, man, is Chris going to be here with him? I was like, I mean, probably not, but, like, I can nah, tell him, too. He, he wishes. He wishes. He would love to be on the show. Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely do one with him this summer. All yeah. three of us. Get Nick in there. Get get whoever else. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, because you can put this microphone. There's a couple different settings on it. But right now, we're on it where it's just picking up audio on this half and this half. Mm-hmm. But you can make it, like, a 360. Gotcha. So, like, you could have someone over here, someone over here. You just kind of got to sacrifice some quality for it. Yeah. So this is, like, the best quality setting that you could do it on. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, now let's jump into a sports update. UFC 249 was this past Saturday. And, um, I don't know, it was kind of unfortunate. My boy Tony Ferguson was not able to get it done. He lost to Justin Gaethje in an absolute war. Lost uh, TKO round five. Henry Cejudo defeated Dominic Cruz in a TKO round two. Uh, he also retired, so he defended his bantamweight title and then just said, I'm out, peace. And then uh, Francis Ngannou defeated uh, Rosenstrike in 20 seconds. Only lasted 20 seconds with him. So now Ngannou, I would say, is next in line for the title once Cormier and Miocic can settle the beef with the trilogy. But man, real good fights. And there's if today is Wednesday, which I think it is, yeah, there's another card tonight. There's a UFC card tonight on ESPN. I think it starts at 8 o'clock, but... The UFC, because of coronavirus, they had to cancel a bunch of their shows. So they just now are just scheduling them like back to back. Like we got, there was one this past Saturday. There's one tonight. There's one this coming Saturday. And then the following Saturday. So four shows in 14 days. Um, I don't know, man. I'm pumped. As a fight fan, I love it. I love all this action that they're giving us now. Tonight's fight with Anthony Smith and Glover Teixeira should be a good one. But I'm taking Anthony Smith. Round two, knockout. Hopefully it happens. Um, But yeah, that's all I got to say for the UFC. Uh, shout out Tony Ferguson. Unfortunately, he couldn't get it done, but I'm sure he'll come back soon. McGregor was talking real recklessly on Twitter, talking about Justin Gaethje, so hopefully they can make that fight happen in the summer. We'll see, though. We'll see. I'm here for anything. Uh, Last Dance, episode 7 and 8 were on Sunday. You said you haven't checked out The Last Dance yet. I haven't. Yet. It looks so good. I need to check it yeah, out. Yeah, honestly, it's not terrible because, like, well, the show's great, but I'm saying it's not terrible that you haven't watched it because now you can just binge watch it. Through. Yeah, that's what I plan on doing. Yeah, for sure. Which is definitely, I mean, I'm definitely going to binge watch it um, you know what I'm saying, straight through again when I, when, I, when I finish it. But yeah, the two episodes every Sunday, I mean, it's it's awesome, but like it just leaves me wanting more. I mean, it, like they end at like 11 o'clock, and I'm like, dude, like I could literally just sit here until 3 o'clock in the morning watching this. It's just so well put together. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I love Michael Jordan, been a huge fan of his, so I like yeah. I love watching any of his stuff, anything about him, so yeah. I need to check it out. I just think it's so awesome that right before their last season in 1998, they gave unprecedented locker room, game access like any interview they want all that stuff to abc excuse me abc and espn and just in return they couldn't do anything with the footage until 2020 like i think it's so awesome crazy that they kept it all a secret you know what i mean (laughs) yeah like it it didn't leak or anything really like no and there wasn't even talks of this being put together yeah like i never heard anything about like this documentary potentially coming to to us Mm -hmm. one day so good job for everyone for keeping their mouth shut about it because it's pretty awesome. But yeah, Last Dance, episodes 7 and 8 happened. Uh, they were pretty awesome. Uh, Jordan, just quickly highlight episode 7. Jordan joined the Reds or the Chicago White Sox in 1994. He played, he, he worked his way up. He was he never played on like the actual like White Sox team, but I think he did work his way up from like single A to double A or something like that. But yeah, anyway, uh, when he wasn't playing, Tony Kukoc hit some clutch shot for the Bulls in the 94 playoffs. Uh, and then in episode eight, it was a lot about uh, Jordan filming Space Jam. And on the set of Space Jam, he told them, because it was right before his comeback season, he was like, I need a, a, a facility here that I can practice and play in. So they literally built him on the set of Space Jam in Hollywood, a full basketball arena. And he used to have some of the best talent after filming come play with him, like from so many different teams around the league. It was basically like just an all-star matchup. 
in the middle of this Hollywood set. Like all, all of the great players would come, like Scottie Pippen, Reggie Miller, uh, Patrick Ewing, Michael Jordan, of course. I don't know. It's pretty awesome watching that happen. But um, yeah, that's all I got to say about The Last Dance. Episodes 9 and 10 this Sunday, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. Super excited for it. Um, but now let's jump into the last topic for our sports update. Uh, Redskins 2020 schedule came out on Thursday of last week. Hunter, Hunter and I are going to go through the schedule real quick. Um, we'll cover them in increments of four games at a time. So first off, week one, we play the Eagles, then Cardinals, Browns, and Ravens. Let's get a quick prediction on all four of those. Um, I'm always optimistic. So, I mean, the Redskins, you know, the Redskins always kind of find a way to disappoint you somehow, but I'm always hopeful. So, I mean... I'm definitely thinking they're going to beat Arizona. Yeah. Um, I think Cleveland, too. Yeah, Cleveland, yeah, they definitely have a good chance. Um, Philly, it's always kind of a a toss-up. Yeah, every every interconference game between – or not interconference, interdivision game between the NFC East, I feel like it's just – you never know. You never know, yeah. Absolutely never know. I'm going to take – I say the Eagles might get it done week one, but like you said, Cardinals and Browns, I think we start the season two and one, and then we – we we play the Ravens. I don't know, man. That's gonna ah. be so. I think maybe two and two. Yeah, I think maybe two and two. All right. Uh, now, what do you think about the Rams and the Giants, Cowboys? I think we definitely beat the Giants. Um, Cowboys, same thing. It's kind of a toss up. I mean, I think we're gonna get it done. I think we have a better team than last year. The Rams. That'll be interesting to see how they are um, this year. Yeah. So I think we could see three and four right before the break. Three and four. I say we beat the Cardinals, Browns, Giants. And possibly the Rams. Okay. I don't know. You don't I'm know not, about the Cowboys? I think the Cowboys are going to be really good this year. They drafted CeeDee Lamb in the draft. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if they can, it depends on if they can re-sign Dak. I mean, because if they don't have a quarterback, oh, they man, obviously, yeah, like, they're, they're, they're going to be in big trouble yeah. if they don't. But, I mean, Zeke, that defense is pretty nice. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a big fan. I'm like, not a big Cowboys fan at all. Yeah, me neither. Like, no. would you, yeah. yeah. Would you say, what, 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 like, as we're Redskins fans, shout out the Skins, even repping my Redskins shirt right shout here. Shout out the Skins. Shout out the Skins. Um... What would you say is the team that you despise the most? Growing up, it was always the Cowboys. And I think it kind of still is, but I also hate the Eagles. Yeah, dude, because some of Eagles fans. Dude, the Eagles fans are so many in Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago, too, kind of like just gives them bragging rights that I don't feel like they deserve. So Yeah, now I got a couple friends that are Eagles fans, and like they're pretty good. Like they're good people. Oh, they're good people. Yeah, they're yeah. good people. But like at the same time, it's like I've been to a lot of Redskins Eagles games, yeah. and I've also been to a lot of Redskins Cowboys games. Eagles fans are just not pleasant. No. Like, they're just, yeah, they're, in like, the stadium, yeah, they're, they're not pleasant. They're just not pleasant. Like, that's why I, could, I don't think I could ever go to a game at Lincoln Financial. It'd be like going into a war zone in yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, I was in Philly like two months ago, and. Um, my dad and I drove up to the stadium because I'd never been in Philly, but I wanted to see like that stadium like super up close. So I took some nice pictures of it. Oh, that's, that's dope. Oh no, it's pretty cool. I was just like sitting outside of it, and I was like, dude, just think of the memories that have happened here. Like they played <laughs> NFC Championship games in here. Yeah, they've played like intense playoff games. Like they won the Super Bowl that season playing yeah. in the stadium. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's pretty cool, like seeing some of that stuff in person. All right, and now let's jump into the bye week. Uh, the bye week actually for for the Redskins this year is on Sunday, November first. Uh, my birthday is actually on November first. So shout out November first. Shout I out guess. November first. Shout out November first. Uh, but yeah, then we we play the Giants, Lions, Bengals, and Cowboys. Those are four games in November. Uh, I think three of those are extremely winnable. We got the Giants, Lions, and Bengals. What yeah, think about those. I think those are all very winnable. I games. think those are all very winnable. I mean, Joey Burrow with Cincinnati. That'll be. That'll be interesting to see how his season turns yeah. out. How do you think Joe Burrow is going to be? Like, do you think he's going to be an elite quarterback eventually one day in the NFL? I, I do. I think if he has the right team around him, 
for sure. He I mean, done. his his senior year was ridiculous. I mean, unlike kind of any other quarterback. Um, yeah. Now, what do you so, think about like Tua? You think Tua is going to eventually be able to like overcome some of his injuries and be a force? I hope. I hope. I mean, injuries suck. So I'd hate for to see him lose a great career because of injuries. So yeah, dude. The whole dynamic of the NFL and just like sports in general is just so crazy. Like I feel like everyone is so young now. Oh, like yeah. like the NBA, it's like a really young league, and like like watching the last do- the last dance documentary, you see like how old the league is. Like a lot of those guys are in like their ninth year, tenth year, twelfth year. A lot of the NBA is just one and done. You just go one year to college, straight into the NBA. Yeah. So it's a really youthful league, which is pretty awesome. But yeah, um, Giants, Lions, Bengals. I think we go on a three game win streak right after the bye week, and then um, we wrap up the season with the Steelers, 49ers, and Seahawks pretty difficult yeah that's, pretty difficult right there yeah, San Fran. Uh, all on the road except for seattle um i think pittsburgh is gonna be quite a force this year san francisco is gonna be money yeah i mean they're gonna be real yeah. good so the the hopefully we bag a bunch of wins in the beginning of the season and we don't have to play towards <laughs> yeah, the end secure, of the season secure something good yeah one thing that i did see is that for the first time since 1982 the redskins don't have a primetime game how upsetting is that I mean, that's just... That's crazy. It's just a straight shot to the gut. Yeah. Dude, we have so many 1 o'clock games. Like, just look at the schedule right here. Like, uh, only two games at four, three games at four. And one of them's on Thanksgiving. So, yeah. So, they didn't give us a primetime game, no. but they did give us a Christmas... Or, um... Uh, Thanksgiving Day game. Yeah, yeah. Every year, kind of, we get that against what the Cowboys are at. Yeah, yeah. Cowboys at 4.30 on Thursday, November 26th. That'll be a big day. Hopefully, big I'm, making, day. Hopefully yeah. I'm making some good bets. Hopefully, I get some prop bets. <laughs> yeah. And then I uh, just get to devour food the whole day. Yeah. And then, do you ever go Black Friday shopping? Somewhat. Kind of more online. I've never been to the mall, actually. But, uh, yeah, I do like getting a good deal. You know? You're not missing much besides some chaos. Yeah. You're missing. You're not missing, not missing much, dude. Because I've only been out once. And I went to dicks like two years ago i went to dicks and like macy's to try to get some like like dress clothes just at dulles yeah this is at dulles and it was just a mess bro finding parking first off is like the biggest challenge of your life and then once you find parking be prepared to walk seven miles to the front door yeah and then once you walk to the front door be prepared to be like a part of a stampede and it's just it's not enjoyable dude no, like, i can only I, imagine yeah dude, like when i shop i like to like take my time really like analyze everything yeah you don't have time for that on Black Friday. You just don't have time. And then you finally find what you want to get and then wait in line for seven months. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Black Friday, like you said, good thing Cyber Monday is not long after oh, yeah. Black Friday. Because yeah. that is way more enjoyable. But yeah, Redskins schedule, 2020. Um, first, time, first time without a primetime game since 82. Don't like that. But optimistic about the schedule, like you said. I'm always mm, optimistic I'm about always, the Redskins. Yeah. But, um, yeah, now let's jump into uh, some football questions. Uh, since I said, if you guys didn't hear at the beginning of the show, Hunter plays football at CNU. Um, what is your best moment that you've had from football so far? I don't know if there's, like, a best moment. I, I mean, I'd probably say um, after, at the end of my freshman year, we uh, beat Wesley, who was a really good kind of powerhouse team. Mm-hmm. And that was our last game, like, senior night. And we kind of like went crazy in like the locker room after just like being guys. Real energetic. Yeah, real energetic. It was a really good season. So that that was great to see and great to be a part of. But I'd say, I mean, just all the time you spend with your your teammates, your brothers, um, from the five thirty lifts and runs to you know Saturday night at two two o'clock um, in the morning. I mean, you're just around your boys. Yeah, and, putting in that work together too. Yeah, yeah. So, Everyone's going through it. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, you've made some good friends too because you brought some of them to a couple hangouts that you've had at your house, a couple bonfires here and there. Yeah, yeah. Cool sh- dudes. Yeah, shout out Adam and Nick. Um, shout out Adam and Nick, man. Yeah, the boys. They're, they're from Arlington, so it's not too far. 
Um, those are my roommates. Um, shout out Alec. He's another one of my roommates. Um, and then, yeah, you know Nate. He came to yeah, yeah. Uh, Tech. He came so, to Tech. Yeah, Nate's a yeah. cool dude. Yeah, big investing guy. Big investing guy. He, big investing guy. If you want to have a podcast talking about investments, have him on. Yeah, I'd love to do a podcast yeah. with him. Yeah. Cool dude. Cool dude. I remember all of us got along really well. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're all good good people. Yeah, I of think, course. So. Um, let's uh, Now, football question number two. We played AYFL together. We never played on the same team, but we played against each other a bunch. But um, your favorite moment from an AYFL game or like a highlight play that you have, that you remember? Um, so I didn't play like running back or quarterback or I played like tight end and linebacker. So, I mean, highlights would probably be my favorite thing was hitting a running back like in the backfield. Like if I got on just blitz, blowing up the line. Yeah, yeah. Just blowing, blowing up a running back in the backfield. I remember that was kind of like my favorite thing um, in AYFL. Dude. Um, there were some athletes out there on the field at a young age. <laughs> yeah, there like, were. Yeah. At a young age. Like, um, yeah. you know that kid Spalding that, um, oh, I can't even remember his first name, but I know his, his last name is Spalding. Was it Dylan? Yeah, yeah, Dylan? yeah. It was Dylan. Okay. It was Dylan. Yeah, Dylan Spalding. I remember that kid was a freak yeah. on the field. I remember, I think it was like sixth or seventh grade, I was playing tight end and he was playing D end. Oh, and I had no. to block him. No. It was a long day. Yeah, dude. I played but, tight end too yeah. and I would just get blown up sometimes. Yeah. I mean, Playing tight end in AYFL is really not that fun because you may be throwing the ball twice a game. Yeah. Three times yeah. a game. Like it, I might have gotten like two <laughs> targets, three targets the whole season. Yeah. And it's like, all right, your quarterback is like probably going to run it or like he's going to get out of the pocket and maybe just chuck it up there. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, not a lot of action at Dude, a tight end. You but. know uh, who Brian Bocci is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, love, yeah. This, kid, this kid tweeted yes or no it wasn't yesterday it was like four or five days ago he was like i really missed the ayfl games when you knew you were playing the hurricanes that weekend and the hurricanes was my team <laughs> and he was on like the team that won the oh, championship yeah, yeah yeah i yeah. remember their team was pretty nice they were so stacked dude but it made no sense because my team in b league was literally the exact same team and we were like the third best team in the league like record wise third best team we literally kept the same team going up to a league like mr shanley yeah, drafted the high. exact same team yeah. then next season we win one game like it made no sense how we were literally the best team in yeah. A league and then the absolute worst team in A league. Hey man, that's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, I mean, I was never, never that on that good of a team in AYFL. Shout out the Rams. But shout out the Rams. Yeah, uh, Coach Mike. Shout out Coach Mike. Coach Johnson. Yeah, shout out the boys. I played with you know Todd, Kyle, Tyrese, DT, Eric Frames, like all those guys since like sixth grade. Yeah, um, all the way throughout high school. So yeah, I used to come to a lot of your games. Like I would stay after for a lot of them. Cause yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're all close. And like, Yeah, I remember one time DT just mossed this kid. You were playing on the top field at Belmont, which is now probably like Riverside or something. Yeah. But, um, dude, I just remember he mossed this kid so <laughs> brutally. It was disgusting. Oh, yeah, he was an athlete it was disgusting. back then. And... Yeah, man, he was, I mean, the kid was dominant in, at Stonebridge, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, since we're talking about youth sports, what is your favorite halftime snack at a youth sports game as a kid? It could be any sport. Like you played soccer, basketball, or whatever. Yeah, um, I'd probably say oranges. You ever have oranges? Yeah, just orange slices. Yeah, hydrate you, taste good, get some sugar in real you. Real light in you? Yeah, 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 real light. It was the best when the mom or the dad at the time would like bring out like Capri Suns or like mini Gatorades. Oh, yeah, it was the yeah, best. those were the best, It was man. the best. And then you also had those like cheap parents every now and then that would just get you like a pack of crackers or something. You're like, what's <laughs> going cheese on? Some Cheez-Its. I mean, yeah, like, they're good, yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, no, they're yeah. good for sure. No, yeah, Cheez-Its, I don't mind, but sometimes you'd be getting that like off-brand great value pack of four crackers. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I'm not sure if I like want My this. mouth is so dry. <laughs> my mouth is fairly dry. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you and say some fruit. Because I remember sometimes we got bougie on my sidelines and we'd get like orange, or not orange slices, like watermelon slices or something like that. Like something real. Yeah, outlandish. yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. I love fruit. Honestly, I still, yeah, halftime in college, 
I'll probably eat like a Cliff Bar and like an apple or something. I mean, because if we play at one o'clock, we eat breakfast at eight. I don't have any food in me till you know after the game, so I yeah. get pretty lightheaded if I don't. You drink uh, or not drink? Do you eat like the regular Cliff Bars, or do you ever try the kids Cliff Bars? Because the kids Cliff Bars, in my opinion, taste a whole. Oh lot really? I, I didn't know those were a thing. I just have the regular ones. So. Yeah. No, the regular ones are like they're like more like squares, and then the other ones are kind of like in the shape of a granola bar. It's like skinny and long. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, they definitely don't like pack as many nutrients as like, the <laughs> real one because it's just a kid version. Yeah. But it does taste a little bit better, in my opinion. Um, now let's jump into um, random topics slash, slash questions. His brother, Nick Petrakis, hit him up on YouTube right now. Nick Petrakis, country music. I mean, it, you don't have to type in country music. Just look up Nick Petrakis. Yeah. But he actually he posted his own song that he wrote and, uh, of course, sang and put it on camera and put it on YouTube yeah. the other day. Awesome. That is honestly That's, so yeah, awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah, dude. And he, he's great with it. He's good, yeah. it's uh, new. His original is called Go. I'm sure you can just like find it on, on uh, YouTube or follow his Instagram Nick Petrakis music or something like that. I should pro- probably should know that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know he's posting out a lot of uh, music, and I'm really, really happy for him. Really proud of him. Yeah, dude, that's I, something I see him do all the time, and I know he works hard on it. So that's what I'm saying. That's why I, t- I texted him, and I was like, "Man, just keep up the grind." I was like, "Just keep doing whatever you want to do." If I yeah, can. no, no, he does put in work too, and uh, he's br- really passionate about it. So I'm all for it. That's you right. Know, I'm that's all awesome. for it. If you if you want to, you know, post your passion on Instagram or make an account or start something new, like. All, all, I'm all for it, man. Yeah, good for so. him, though, being a leader. And he's just, he's so young, too. I mean, like, he all is, of us are yeah. pretty young, but yeah. like, he's only, like, what, barely 18, probably? And he's already he's not even music. 18. Yeah, not he's, even 18. He's going to South Carolina as a freshman next year. Um, so that's awesome. Shout that's, out that. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be real nice. I think you'll, you'll probably be happy to visit him. Yeah, yeah, I'll there. definitely visit him. Now, how far is, because Taylor goes to ECU, how far is ECU from South Carolina? That's a good question. That is a good question. <sighs> she's, only, she's only two hours from CNU, or like maybe two and a half. Oh, that's not so bad. I, yeah, I visit her. It's a good time there, for sure. Yeah. So you're going to have to visit um, uh, Nick, dude. You're gonna, I'm going to have to come along for that. Yeah. Up on the way to Radford. Because yeah. <laughs> Radford's just planted in Southern Virginia. So I'm, like, not far from Tennessee. I'm not far from South Carolina. I'm not far from, like, just about anything. But um, I don't know, dude. I always just regret, like, whenever I pass by JMU, dude, JMU's just so close. Like, not that I would want to go to JMU, but, like, an hour and a half, an hour and 40 minutes. Like, that is just such a smooth drive. It is. Like, yeah. how far is seeing you from it's, here? It's about three hours. Maybe a little bit more. All right. Um, it's not terrible. Yeah, not terrible. It would be nice to be a little closer, I guess. But. Yeah. But sometimes it's just like you don't want to shove that all in a day. Like going there and then coming oh, back yeah, on the no, same I day. Yeah, that is. Yeah. But I feel like you could do that at JMU every day. You could. Like not every day, of course. But like. On a weekend. Yeah, or, you could do it a lot more yeah. frequently. A lot more frequently. But yeah, shout out Nick Petrakis. Uh, keep doing your thing, Nick. I'll definitely be listening, as should everyone else that's listening to this. Um, Elon Musk had a kid. Did you hear about this? Elon Musk had a kid like a week ago, and its name is X-A12. Yeah. X-A12. And the ash symbol, I had to find this on Google because, of course, it's not on my keyboard. Yeah. So I literally <laughs> had to type in the ash symbol or like type in like ash symbol and then just copy it and then yeah. put it in there. So I don't even know what that symbol is. but um, And then the A12, you listen to the, uh, Joe yeah, Rogan yeah, with him, yeah. right? So it's like his favorite jet, right? It's, it's his favorite jet, yeah. Jet plane. So, I mean, that's the A12. Pretty original. That is pretty original. But yeah, he said his wife came up with the X-Ash, and then he came up with the A12. I don't even know like what the nickname's going to be. Like That's just kind of weird. Ash? I, I mean, <laughs> Elon Musk is a weird dude. He's he's an interesting guy. Interesting is a good word yeah. to use. Yeah. Interesting. Um, definitely different um, in a good way, a bad way. I don't know, however you see it. But I mean, yeah, he's a legend, dude. Honestly, like... He's he's someone that we need in our lifetime to like yeah. push us forward oh, yeah. through technology. He's, and pushing, other he's pushing so hard, and yeah, we do need somebody like that. It's kind of scary. Like if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, like 
his Neuralink stuff and like all that seems like so far away, but he's talk, like kind of talking about it's not. Yeah, dude. Just as far as we think, just like watching him talk, he you can tell he's all over the place. Like you can tell he's thinking yeah. about like a bajillion different things. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he's like problem solving in his head and yeah, like coming up with legit stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Shout out Elon Musk. Yeah. Shout out Tesla. Big Tesla guy over here. But uh, that's all I gotta say. You got you got anything else you want to like talk about in terms of like Elon Musk or anything? Or should we just jump uh, to the conclusion? I don't know. Um, check him out though. He's a cool guy. My roommate Alec. He's read his book. Um, Elon Musk has a book. He does. Yeah. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I should know that, but I did not. Yeah. No, he has a book. I'm pretty sure he wrote it himself. Um, yeah. Alec, my roommate, shout out. Um, he read his book. No, I'm, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. That's, that's actually really nice. Yeah. Um. Now let's jump into the conclusion. I got a fact of the day for you guys, and it is a fishing fact because I got my fishing fellow here. Yes, sir. Uh, catfish. Did you know this, by the way? What I'm about to say. I didn't know. All right. So catfish have over twenty-seven thousand taste buds, and humans only have nine thousand. So three times as many taste buds catfish have compared to humans. I don't know what to think about that. I, I just, mean, it, it sounds like a lot, and it, I mean it is a lot, but catfish they use their sense of smell and I guess taste. Um, to feed like you hot dogs you put in the water and they'll any catfish in the area was going to smell that or i guess taste it come and you know try snack to, try on to it. Yeah. it yeah so uh yeah that's how they kind of survive i guess is using their sense of smell and taste catfish are weird looking fish man they are weird looking fish they are. not a fan of that um that's all i gotta say though that, that was the fact of the day uh thank you very much hunter for coming on yes sir appreciate my it. man dude we go way back dude we do. i should have started yeah. with that but we like i mean i've known you since like fourth grade fifth grade i think yeah at least because I mean, we'll definitely we went to eagle ridge together but i think we we knew each other because like through through youth sports probably yeah, through yeah. Youth sports but yeah man now we're 20 years old dude it's crazy it's crazy it's crazy how fast time flies yeah man but yeah follow hunters uh shark fishing instagram at hp sharkin uh any last shout outs or closing statements that you have um not really i think i shouted out a decent amount of people yeah um but yeah shout out um seeing you boys shout out my family um shout out your yeah. family yeah shout out my great family. great people like i said but yeah guys uh today was wednesday may or is wednesday may 13th right around 12 30 p.m eastern time uh as always i'm your host of the show michael marr stay clean stay safe and stay tuned